0: times seemed unreachable
1: right
0: sort of like the golden age of hollywood yeah you know, that celebrity yeah or that president back then was yes. so unreachable so yeah. beyond it's like they weren't human yeah um, whereas now people are humanized yeah And it has some disadvantages, probably for them in some way. Yeah. But for us, we get to know exactly who. Yeah, of course, it's a personal
1: fit. It's a personal relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of what I kind of wanted to chat with you about. Okay. And kind of learn more about you, the story, the clinic. Okay. Beautiful clinic. So we're at the. So this is Dr. Elizabeth Shervati, and we went to school together, Naturopathic Medical School. We're in beautiful Guelph. Guelph, Ontario. It's one of my favorite towns. Anywhere in Ontario. I love virtually everything about Guelph.
1: I love it too. How did yes. you find
0: Guelph actually? Are you from here originally? Or how did I, I went
1: to university in Guelph. I'm a University of Guelph alumnus. Oh, Yes, okay. And uh, so, of course, some of my best friends are, are here and were here by the time I had gone off to Naturopathic College and then um, had written my boards and, yeah. and at that time I was actually living in Ottawa.
0: Oh, I was just there
1: a few, a few yeah. years there. Yeah, and I love Ottawa too. And um, I was working for Health Canada while I was studying for my boards and waiting for my results. Oh, okay. And then when I found out that I had passed, yes. um, it was kind of between golf and Ottawa. Oh, really? And then uh, a colleague of ours had her maternity leave um, mm. come up and uh, I, I yeah. was able to, to come in on that opportunity and I just loved it. And of course, my friends, some of them were still here and... Uh, it's, it's such a great town, a great community, and I feel so blessed to to be in Guelph. Yeah, Yeah. yeah I
0: actually Guelph. almost came here for school too. Almost. I was yeah. this close. Yeah. I ended up staying locally, but I was... What did you study in Guelph, actually? University?
1: Biomedical Toxicology was yes. my major. Yeah. So
0: I was looking at biology, the agricultural yes. side. Oh, yes. Guelph was well, well, well known. Absolutely. It still is probably.
1: Absolutely. It's very much agricultural. Yeah.
0: And so that's why I think they get it. They oh, yeah. get a lot yeah. of these distinctions yeah. in the natural health world.
1: Guelph has such a great uh, level of awareness, I would say, and it's been such a welcoming place to build a naturopathic practice, and um, I remember uh, meeting up with a a massage therapist who had a long-time practice here when I first moved back, and had started my practice, and I noticed, okay, since I moved to Guelph, I haven't had to explain what a naturopath is to anybody. I I just know. And and they, you know, it's... it was diff- a different culture than other places I've been toward For sure. naturopathic medicine and particularly at that time now it's, it's becoming a lot more mainstream, mm-hmm. but even back then that was seven or eight years ago. And, and mm-hmm. anyway she said, well wealth has these three rivers that meet together and they draw so much healing energy and, and of course water has such a great um, healing symbolism. Definitely it does. And so I thought, that's so beautiful. And so I would look on Google Earth and try to find where exactly Guelph were these three rivers meeting. And I couldn't find it. I could only find two. Oh. Um, so the speed and the Aramosa do meet right up in the, right in the heart of downtown Guelph. Yeah. And hence the name of my clinic is um, called Two Rivers Health.
0: Two Rivers Health. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. That's right. Yeah. And that's the right. third
1: river is actually, it does actually exist, but it's the Grand. And it is out just outside of Guelph.
0: Grand River. That
1: everything funnels into that. So I, I thought okay, I'm gonna focus on being a little bit wealth centric with the clinic and, and that's where I found that.
0: It is, Very, it is beautiful yeah. that way. Um, yeah. a lot of so Grand River brewing, there's yes. a lot of I mean yeah, yes. I think that picturesque mm-hmm. aspect of wealth has a lot of probably the richness of the soil too, just yeah. everything about this area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well there's
1: so much life in moving water, it's life giving. Our bodies are seventy percent water. Yeah. Um, and and many people don't know realize this about Guelph, but there are there are creeks and all kinds of waterways that are underneath the infrastructure that are buried, like a lot of different creeks and tributaries that also funnel into those two rivers. Right, okay. right, underneath our feet, and so I love that feeling of connection through through the water. Well, I do
0: too, and you know the food. So one of the things I love about Guelph too is. Food, the restaurant, all these key distinctions, the bakery. So, I don't know if you eat bread at all.
1: Oh my gosh, once in a while I eat bread. Yeah, so this is, I'm always, you know, like, don't (laughs) don't
0: judge me. Um, I love bread, it just doesn't love me. So, you know.
1: Same. I love it. And I love a great artisanal fermented loaf. And so, once in a while, um, I will, yes, I will definitely indulge in that. So, it has to be good bread.
0: Good bread, yes. so yeah, bread absolutely. Bread. So that's the thing. Most people, so in Guelph everybody knows about it. Yeah. Everybody says wow. yeah, for sure. It's like yeah. the long ferment, old yeah. world style yeah. bread, whatever. Yeah. Outside of Guelph nobody has any, including in the bakeries. I asked be, yeah.
1: it's a it's a it's a very traditional. It's the way to make bread, but it was definitely surpassed by by factory style, right? With rising nice. agents and yeah. yeast and yeah. yeah. Yeah, adding it Different in to flavor. speed
0: up the process.
1: Different products.
0: You don't get that pre-digestion of nutrients, so mm-hmm. that's why I think. So you know, when I leave here, I'll probably be coming out with a few loaves from Polestar Baker. <laughs> but, um, I I tolerate it fairly well. I mean, I can't get yes. a whole loaf or anything, but yes, um, a little bit here and there, it's I'm fine.
1: Yes, that's a
0: great tip for, for folks who are
1: tolerant to gluten. Yeah. it might actually be the way it's prepared. It's processed. And it does, you know, historically from. I guess, you know, even from Egypt, that's really where it started, right? From fermentation of loaves, <laughs> and then whoa, we can make this cool, baked,
0: delicious thing for See, us. This is, this is exactly why I wanted to do this. This is exactly <laughs> why I love Guelph, and Guelph yeah. is the area people need to, to come here and, and learn, because, so I, I go to bakeries, and I ask them flat out, mm-hmm. and I come across as being this like, foodie snob, like, wow. why are you asking me this? Just buy my bread and leave, kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. But here in Guelph, everybody knows about these key distinctions, naturopathic medicine has it's like you're sort of um you're preaching to a, a choir a sort of people who sort of get it they yeah. might not be living it so they need that guidance but they understand here more yeah. or less you know what it takes yeah people
1: here understand that there's something more there's a there's a different way yeah
0: the agriculture yeah. um yeah. so i service health food stores around there's the stone store you yeah. walk in there's organic products on the right they have Actually, that's how I heard about Polestar Bakery.
1: Yes, they have, the they have it there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so Yeah, yeah Of course. Oh, such such great people, amazing staff. Yeah. Um. That, the Stone Store is an icon. It is. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. You oh, know yeah. Oh, I think and over kind of, thirty years they've, they've had their business. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so great. Yeah. Well, that's really People often ask yeah. me, you know, where can I find an naturopathic doctor? Where can mm-hmm. I find this or that? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they're a hub. I think. Yeah. It, it's yeah. incredible. Um, how did you? find naturopathic medicine. I mean, when you, so you went into science for sure.
1: Yes. There's a connection know, there.
0: Was medicine always yes. your goal that way or not necessarily? Do you
1: know naturopathic medicine was always my goal?
0: It was? Yes.
1: Really? I grew up with, with naturopathic care as a primary. Come on. I did. Yes. 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 I think my mom was, was ahead of her time because when my sister and I were little, she, she took us to a naturopathic doctor. It was yeah. actually to help my sister. My sister had uh, um, chronic ear infections. She was really little at this time. Chronic ear infections and my, uh, she had tantrums and my mom really struggled with you know what to do for her. Yeah. And uh, I think we were in maybe a store somewhere in, in our hometown, which is Bolton.
0: Bolton, yeah. And somebody, yeah, yeah.
1: thank goodness, somebody said to her, hey, my son was like that. And then I took her to Dr. Grant, who was, who was a naturopathic doctor and a chiropractor Mm -hmm. who was in our town and, and my child was well. And so we did that and and sure enough, my um, Dr. Grant took my sister off of cow's milk, which is still one of the number Mm -hmm. one things that we, we forget to do when kids have chronic ear infections and they're getting tubes and they're having all these antibiotics and yeah. It still seems very avant-garde to consider. Is there a food intolerance, especially with dairy? But it is the number one trigger there, if there is going to be a food trigger. And and she was a chiropractor, and she also did some neck adjustments. And my sister had had a traumatic birth, traumatic delivery with forceps. Wow. And um, I know my mom describes it as you know that the doctor pulled so hard on my sister. Pull her out yeah. that my mom almost fell off the table and my dad had to hold her on the table. So think of all that trauma on the neck and all the you know the fashion structures in the skull, and what what is that doing to her nervous system and her brain and her ears? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, after a few a few sessions, my sister was well, and I mean my sister's amazingly healthy. She so. has three gorgeous healthy girls. She graduated at the top of her class in university. She did, you know, it, it was life-changing. It was a completely different trajectory for her. Wow. And from my own experience with naturopathic medicine, it was more on the emotional side. And mm-hmm. um, I found, you know, I, was, I think I was about 15 when I, I said to myself, wow, my gosh, my, my naturopath Joan helps me so much. I don't know where to be without her, and I'm going to help people the way she helps me. And Always. so I knew that.
0: We've seen yes. it for a long time. Is is a relationship you built? Over? Yes,
1: I still, I still. Yeah. Contact Joan. Yes. Wow. Uh, about about every season for sure, and I check in with her. She's she's a she's an absolute mentor. She's a, she's a treasure. She's like another mom. Yeah. Um. She's yeah. she's watched me grow up and. and Come into this profession, and it's it's, uh, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing blessing to have her in my life, and uh, she says that she's pass- passing the torch to me. But Is I say, no, oh, no, don't pass the torch. I need you to hold the whole so torch. with <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so she's right. she's an amazing mentor and, and a definite inspiration, and she's who brought in um, I think the values of naturopathic medicine, which to me are are different than how can we replace this you know medication with this natural thing that's great Mm -hmm. but I also want to embody a spirit of care and of groundedness and of a core ability to kind of help myself and my patients to be well and to navigate the stressors of life.
0: Yeah. With a,
1: a certain centeredness, and not that we I mean that we feel our emotions completely and we go through these things in life, but we're fundamentally okay internally, and that's really what I think naturopathic care can offer that exactly. medicine can't, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And and so that's where I think um, Guelph has been the perfect place to, to land because um, folks here are already warm, um, warming to the idea that there's a there's a lifestyle quality that we're looking for yeah. that brings a value beyond you know sort of just not having it to see let's say
0: it is yeah. such a lifestyle and I find so Guelph is very community oriented so very warm very yeah. people tend to know each other it's yeah. very very different than not even just in Toronto, I hate pegging Toronto because everyone that's like, you know, Americans would say like New York or whatever, but even yeah. some sort of closer into the GTA where people are stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. And yeah. Here There's it is different. Yeah. 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 People rely on each other. Yeah. You go to the butcher, they know what kind of meat. You go to the, you know, farmer's market, it's like, you know, hey, yes. uh, Mike or whatever. Yes. You know. I love it. It's a great community supporting small business.
1: Yeah. Yeah grassroots movements and organizations and um, it's, it's a very
0: wonderful Now, yeah. talking about communities I know you focus a lot on fertility yeah. So first of all, how did you even You know, it's funny, so the reason I'm asking this it's sort of a weird, you know, how did you get into you know, when I was in school and when I was going through naturopathic medical school in my mind I had an idea of who I wanted to see when I was practicing mm. what I wanted to focus on mm-hmm. but in reality, sometimes people just go for it. And other times it just sort of finds them. How yes. did that, how did you, how did I come to focus
1: on fertility? Yeah. Was that um,
0: intentional or is that, that
1: was, that was a little bit organic. I felt, I felt drawn to work with children I see. and um, and so I studied uh, pediatrics under Dr. Rennie's yeah rotation and learned a lot and gained confidence around working with children. Cause there is, there are certain skills. Yeah. Um, and, and a certain confidence that you want to have. And so I, I loved that. And then I started to see patterns where um, moms would, would have had, say, a traumatic birth experience or something happened in the pregnancy that seems to affect baby now. Yeah. And so I thought, well, okay, if I want to see healthy kids, we've got to start supporting moms during their pregnancy and mm-hmm. at their birth. So I also became a doula and I would attend births, and then I and then I saw okay my gosh if we want to have a really healthy baby we actually have to support mom and dad before they even conceive so that essentially what they're passing on to their child is the ultimate health potential and we know this is true this is backed up in studies and in research and in literature and I attended a course with uh, another amazing mentor in our profession, Dr. Dixon Tom. Oh, okay. And he was talking about chronic illness. And we were in that course, we were learning about yeah. MS and Parkinson's and cancer. And he said, this is, you need to, you need to help these people, but if we, we want it out of, you know, if we want to stop seeing these chronic illness rates increasing, mm-hmm. we actually have to start investing healthcare in, uh, dollars and attention yeah into young women before they conceive. And then it just clicked. I said, yes, the, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody else is talking about this, no. but why are we mopping up all the damage gen- a generation later? Why, instead of helping yeah. kids come into the world with the ultimate health potential built into them as a blueprint. And when you come down to it, yes, you can change change egg quality. You can change sperm quality. So let's do that let's and do this. And, yes. and 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 create a healthy, thriving next generation. That foundation. And leave yeah. this leave this place better for them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so here we go. So Dr. Liz, huge environmentalist.
1: <laughs> okay, let's buddy. A, a buddy bat, one, a
0: buddy one. Can. Um, how did that were you always uh, so first of all, were you always an activist? Oh, gosh, I think, I think
1: to call me an activist is just a huge compliment, and I would okay? not, I would not, you know, it. that's very humbling, but I I feel passionate for our world and our environment and how this is all going to impact our health and the health of future children. Yeah. So when I see, you know, I think you're referring to a, a, an event where a whole bunch of trees were cut down on a private property. Yeah and it was essentially clear-cut and it just was heartbreaking this happened in an area that was in our in my neighborhood and it kind of came out of the blue in this area that had been for a couple of decades at least um essentially like a woodlot mm-hmm. and because of zoning and you know, i think they followed all the rules and everything just fine fine but it was heartbreaking to lose that many trees at once all the animals all the kids yeah. that would play there and I just felt like there must be a more um, stewardship-oriented way of handling land that we want to develop.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not against development, and I'm 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 all for intensifying downtowns and um, neighborhoods within cities, so that we can leave our woodlots and our farmland to do to do its thing and and yeah. to give us health and life through that. But um, so that that's that's where. Where I think you noticed that I was getting a little active, so I was going for a run <laughs> in that neighborhood. Yeah, no. And I was kind of like processing all the trees that were already gone and had completely changed the landscape.
0: Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? And
1: then I came upon this protest, with which was a gathering of people from the neighborhood and the community who were well, who were those you. are the activists. Oh. I and see. I and I and I knew a couple of them, That's and right. I and they
0: invited me to join in. I'm
1: kind of like, oh, join like.
0: <laughs> Am I good enough to
1: be standing with you and being this activist <laughs> person? Right, okay. No, that was that was uh, trying on something new for me, and uh, just taking pictures and yeah. and just talking about it. And you know, we we weren't able to stop things from happening, but I hope that we, through the conversations that were raised with the community, with the landowner, with um, city council province and different organizations that okay well if this is going to happen again like if you're going to take a big plot of land and develop it can we make better rules about how many trees to keep at the edges or when you're going to replant because they do have to replant um, and they will but it could be could it could be another twenty years before the one actually developed. So, yeah, or shouldn't you should have a plan in place of what you're going to do on the land before you get to yeah. clear cut all the trees? I just think we can steward a little bit better. For sure, and yeah. we can we can definitely work together. And and Guelph is so and so innovative and industrious and environmentally respectful and and affects environmentally celebratory.
0: Yeah, and I so, noticed that. Yeah. That's why I love Guelph so yeah. much. Uh, the environmental stance and that's why I was sort of taken aback at what happened there because yes. I thought you know Guelph well, they seem to be very conservatory oriented yes and I it thought it did
1: feel out of character absolutely it did yeah. yeah it shocked it shocked a lot of us yeah yeah I just wanted to know. but healing is always possible for the environment and for ourselves I, I do 100% believe that
0: yeah so is that something you teach patients I mean when it comes to fertility environment yeah. uh, Well, I guess you could talk sort of, you know, in the home and out of the home too.
1: Yes. There's no way of getting around the fact that the environment is impacting fertility. Right. So, you know, that um, you know, sperm counts have decreased by 50% in 50 years. That's, that's, that's astounding. Um, there are fertility harmful chemicals in women's makeup, in our lotions, yeah, in perfumes, right. certainly in industrial chemicals, in plastics, we're surrounded. So to become aware of just making a few changes around the house, around your workplace, you can have a huge impact on the burden of these toxins right. in your body. In your body, through, through toxicology, I learned, and I was happy to learn, yeah. that your body can pretty much detoxify almost any substance. Yeah. Almost anything, it can get out, but to do it, it must not be overwhelmed by a particular toxin. It must, not have the, it must not have such a huge dose that you're damaging organs, which is usually the case. We have some small amounts of toxins. But you must most importantly be nourished because the ability to detoxify these chemicals is, is, um, is supported by nutrients that come from your food. Yeah. B vitamins, minerals, and proteins are essentially what makes up your your bulk of your detoxification potential. And if you have those in place, then yes, your body can take them, repackage them, and get them out through the elimination.
0: You said something interesting with sperm count, and I want to like <laughs> hover on that for a bit. Yeah. Help these women out. How how can they um, empower the men in their lives to? Reevaluate their situation, their life, and yes. sort of, you know, because I, I find a lot of times women feel it's one sided and then they start thinking, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, hold on, you know, yes. it takes two. Babe, it definitely babe. takes two.
1: Right? Well, yeah. infertility is definitely a 50 50 thing, it affects yeah. men and women equally. And often both partners need, need some support for what we call minor factors. Mm-hmm. It might not be an outright um, inability to produce sperm, for example, but it can be suboptimal. I see. Okay. So like the counts or the, or the shape are just below where they really ought to be. And we really want to see like thriving fertility.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: I think for, I think men's health is an up and coming area. I think yeah. men are waking up to the fact that they want to feel better, that mm-hmm. they want to have a high quality of life and that they are personally, personally responsible as adults to take care of themselves. Whereas traditionally, and, and still, it's very much a, um, usually the, the, the woman in the, in the relationship or in the household organizes and sort of uh, is a leader in health. So I, I help all my women that I see be, the, be that leader for the right. healthcare in their, in their family. Your health begins in your lifestyle and your home. Um, but men equally are stepping up and taking, taking that leadership for themselves and for their families and realizing the benefits, and how good they feel, and how well they can perform at the things that they want to do, and how, how life-changing having your health at your fingertips is. Yeah.
0: Ma-
1: many men, especially when it comes to time to make a family, they don't realize how important their role is. I don't and, think so either. Right? They right. see themselves almost as a passive mm-hmm. player. And yeah. that is completely a misconception. Because even from Chinese medicine, we recognize this, and right down to you know, molecular and, and um, genetics, mm-hmm. molecular biology and genetics, we know that the health of the sperm, which contains 50% of your baby's DNA, yeah, that's crazy. right? 50% of their health blueprint is right there in the sperm cell, which yeah. one gets to fertilize the egg. That will, that will at, at fertilization, that will create your baby's health blueprint for her or his life.
0: Yeah. There's a lifetime of health potential. Yeah, I know. It's and just three in three months, it, it takes to make
1: sperm. So maybe, Many men don't realize that either, that it's a three-month process to build from an immature sperm cell to one that is essentially ready for fertilization. Right. And so in three months, and certainly in about six months, you can see transformation in male fertility. And usually it's very easy. It might be a couple of diet changes, but it can often just be supplements. Like a few antioxidants that are good for your brain and good for yeah. many other things anyway, in your energy, but it can be transformative. That's good for us, man, because we like you know we yeah. the
0: easy way out. We kinda like to it is it is in, it is
1: in the easier way out. Women often have have more treatment and more appointments and for sure. because we have more complex physiology. We yeah. have a lot we have a much more complex symphony of hormones. Yeah. And of course we're going to be more symphony. See, it's a symphony. See that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So, so a uh, lot, tons of potential to change, change your life, but also change the future of health for your
0: children and your grandchildren. Biggest challenge uh, the women face, like, what? What's a common, common sort of. Um, like a common well challenge and pregnancy. What's like a common roadblock? Something that you think most women probably face, and mm. either realize it or don't realize that as being sort of you know, they should probably not even just in Toronto. I hate Peggy Toronto because everyone that's like you know, Americans would say like New York or whatever, but even some of sort of closer into the GTA where people are stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. And yeah, here yeah, it is different. Yeah. 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 People rely on each other. Yeah. You go to the butcher; they know what kind of meat. You go to the you know farmers market. It's like you know, hey yes. uh, Mike or whatever. Yes, you know.
1: I love it. It's a great community supporting small business and yeah. these these different grassroots movements and organizations and um, it's it's a very wonderful. Now,
0: yeah. talking about communities, I know you focus a lot on fertility. Yes. So it's first it's of all, how did you even? You know, it's funny. So the reason I'm asking this it's sort of a weird, you know, how did you get into, you know, when I was in school and when I was going through naturopathic medical school, in my mind, I had an idea of who I wanted to see when I was practicing, mm. what I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. But in reality, sometimes people just go for it and other times it just sort of finds them. How is yes. that, how did you, how did I come to that?
1: focus on fertility? Yeah. Was that um,
0: intentional or is that? That
1: was, that was a little bit organic. I felt, I felt drawn to work with children.
0: I see. And... And so I
1: studied uh, pediatrics under Dr. Rennie's yeah. rotation and learned a lot and gained confidence around working with children because there are certain skills yeah. um, and, and a certain confidence that you want to have. And so I, I loved that. And then I started to see patterns where um, moms would, would have had, say, a traumatic birth experience or something happened in the pregnancy that seems to affect baby now. Yeah, And so I thought, well, okay, if I want to see healthy kids, we've got to start supporting moms during their pregnancy and mm-hmm. at their birth. So I also became a doula and I would attend births. And then I, and then I saw, okay, my gosh, if we want to have a really healthy baby, we actually have to support mom and dad before they even conceive so yeah. that essentially what they're passing on to their child is the ultimate health potential. And we know this is true. This is backed up in studies and in research and in literature. And I attended a course with uh, another amazing mentor in our profession, Dr. Dixon Tom. Oh, okay. And he was talking about chronic illness, and we were in that course. We were learning about MS and Parkinson's and cancer, and he said, "This is you need to you need to help these people, but if we want it out of." You know, if we want to stop seeing these chronic illness rates increasing, mm-hmm. we actually have to start investing healthcare care in, uh, dollars and attention yeah. into young women before they conceive. And then it just clicked. I said, yes, the, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody else is talking about this, no. but why are we mopping up all the damage gen- a generation later? Why... Instead of helping yeah. kids come into the world with the ultimate health potential built into them as a blueprint. And when you come down to it, yes you can change change egg quality, you can change sperm quality. So let's do that. Let's and, do this. And, yes. and, and, and and create a healthy, thriving next generation. That foundation, and leave yeah. this leave this place better for them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so here we go. So Dr. Liz, huge environmentalist.
1: Okay, betting, a, a betting a, one, a betting let's one. On about that kind
0: of worms. Um, how did that, were you always, uh, so, first of all, were you always an activist? Oh gosh, I think, I think, I think
1: to call me an activist is just a huge compliment and I would not, I would not, you know, that's very humbling, but I I feel passionate for our world and our environment and how this is all going to impact our health and the health of future children. Yeah. So when I see, you know, I think you're referring to a, a, an event where a whole bunch of trees were cut down right. was on a private property yeah. and it was essentially clear cut and it just was heartbreaking. This happened in an area that is in, in my neighborhood and it kind of came out of the blue in this area that had been for a couple of decades at least. Um, essentially like a woodlot mm-hmm. and because of zoning and you know, I think they followed all the rules and everything just fine fine but it was heartbreaking to lose that many trees at once and all the animals and all the kids yeah. that would play there and um, I just felt like there must be a more um, stewardship oriented way of handling land that you want to develop.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not against development. And I'm 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 all for intensifying downtowns and um, neighborhoods within cities, so that we can leave our woodlots and our farmland to do to do its thing and and yeah. give us health and life yeah. through that. But um, so that that's that's where where I think you noticed that I was getting a little active. So I was going for a run <laughs> in that neighborhood. Yeah, no, And I was kind of like processing all the trees that were already gone and had completely changed the landscape.
0: Yeah, it's shocking isn't it? And
1: then I came upon this protest, with, which was a gathering of people from the neighborhood and the community who were, oh, who were those it? are the activists, oh, I and, I, and, I, and I knew a couple of them, oh, and, okay. I, and they invited me to join in, and I'm kind of like, oh, join, like.
0: <laughs> Am I good enough to
1: be standing with you and being this activist person? Right,
0: okay. No, that
1: was that was uh, trying on something new for me, and uh, just taking pictures and and yeah. just talking about it. And you know, we we weren't able to stop things from happening, but I hope that we, through the conversations that were raised with the community, with the landowner, with um, city council with the province and different organizations that okay well if this is going to happen again like if you're going to take a big plot of land and develop it can we yeah make better rules about many trees to keep at the edges yeah. or when you're going to replant because they do have to replant um, and they will but it could be could it could be another 20 years before that was actually developed. So, yeah, or shouldn't you should have a plan in place of what you're going to do on the land before you get to yeah. clear cut all the trees? I just think we can steward a little bit better. For sure. And again, we yeah. can we can definitely work together. And Guelph and is so so innovative and industrious and environmentally respectful and, in fact, environmentally celebratory. Yeah, and I so, noticed that. That's yeah. why I love Guelph so yeah. much.
0: Uh, the environmental stance, and that's why I was sort of taken aback at what happened there because yes. I thought, you know, Guelph, well, they seem to be very conservatory-oriented. Yes. And I it
1: thought, did feel as a character. Absolutely. It did. Yeah, yeah it, shocked, it shocked a lot of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to remember.
1: But healing is always possible for the environment and for ourselves. I, I do 100% believe that.
0: Yeah, so is that something you teach patients? I mean, when it comes to fertility, environment, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, I guess you could talk sort of, you know, in the home and yes. out of the home too.
1: Yes, there's no way of getting around the fact that no. the environment is impacting fertility, right? So, no. you know that, um, you know, sperm counts have decreased by 50% in 50 years. Wow, well, that's of That's, un- that's, that's. Astounding. Um, There are fertility harmful chemicals in women's makeup, in our lotions, in perfumes, certainly in industrial chemicals, in plastics are surrounded. So to become aware of just making a few changes around the house, around your workplace, you can have a huge impact on the burden of these toxins right. in your body. And your body, through, through toxicology, I learned, and I was happy to learn, yeah. that your body can pretty much detoxify almost any substance. Yeah. Almost anything it can get out, but to do it, it must not be overwhelmed by a particular toxin. It must not have the, it must not have such a huge dose that you're damaging organs, which is usually the case. We have a small amounts of toxins, but you must most importantly be nourished, because the ability to detoxify these chemicals is is um, is supported by nutrients that come from your food. B vitamins, minerals, and proteins are essentially what makes up your your bulk of your detoxification potential. And if you have those in place, then yes, your body can take them, repackage them, and get them out through the roots of elimination.
0: You said something interesting with the sperm count. And I want to (laughs) like hover on that for a bit. Yeah. Help these women out. How how can they um, empower the men in their lives to reevaluate their situation, their life, and sort of, you know, because I I find a lot of times women feel it's one-sided and then they start thinking, oh, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, hold on, you know, it takes two. It definitely takes two.
1: Well, infertility is definitely a 50-50 thing. It affects men and women equally. And often both partners need need some support for what we call minor factors. Mm -hmm. It might not be an outright um, inability to produce sperm, for example, but it can be suboptimal. I see, okay. So like the counts or the, or the shape are just below where they really ought to be and we really want to see like, Thriving fertility
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: I think for I think men's health is an up-and-coming area I think yeah. men are waking up to the fact that they want to feel better That mm-hmm. they want to have a high quality of life and that they are personally personally responsible as adults to take care of themselves Whereas traditionally, and, and still it's very much a, um, usually the, the, the woman in the, in the relationship or in the household organizes and, and sort of uh, is a leader in health. So I, I help all my women that I see be, the, be that leader for the right. healthcare in their, in their family. Your health begins in your lifestyle and in your home. Um, but men equally are stepping up and taking, taking that leadership for themselves and for their families and realizing the benefits and how good they feel and how well they can perform at the things that they want to do and how, how life-changing having your health at your fingertips is. Yeah. Ma- many men, especially when it comes to time to make a family, they don't realize how important their role is. I don't and, think so either. Right? Think, right. They right. see themselves almost as a passive
0: mm-hmm.
1: player. And yeah. that is completely a misconception. Because even from Chinese medicine, we recognize this, and right down to you know, molecular and, and um, genetics, mm-hmm. molecular biology and genetics, we know that the health of the sperm, which contain 50% of your baby's DNA, yeah, that's crazy. Right? 50% of their health blueprint is right there in the sperm cell, which yeah. one gets to fertilize the egg. That will, that will at, at fertilization, that will create your baby's health blueprint for her or his life. Yeah. There's a lifetime of health potential. Yeah, I know. It's... And just three in three months, it, it takes to make sperm. So maybe, many men don't realize that either, that it's a three-month process to build from an immature sperm cell to one that is essentially ready for fertilization. Right. And so in three months, and certainly in about six months, you can see transformation in male fertility. And usually it's very easy. It might be a couple of diet changes, but it can often just be supplements like a few antioxidants that are good for your brain and good for yeah. many other things anyway your energy but it can be transformative That's good for us man cuz we like you know we like yeah. the
0: easy way out we kind of like to It is. It is in
1: it is the easier way out. Women often have have more treatment and more appointments. And for sure. Because we have more complex physiology. We have yeah. a lot, we have a much more complex symphony of hormones. Yeah. And of course we're going to be one. Symphony. See, it's a see symphony. That? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right so, so a uh, lot, tons of potential to change, change your life, but also change the future of health for your children and your grandchildren.
0: Biggest challenge uh, the women face, like what, what's a common, common... Sort of, um, what's like a common, well, challenge in pregnancy? What's like a common roadblock? Something that you think most women probably face Mm -hmm. and either realize it or don't realize that as being sort of, you know, they should probably look into getting some guidance or they would need to change that or. Yeah, with their fertility? Yeah, what's. Is there something that you would point out so that they should sort of maybe become more self aware and sort of think, oh, yeah, maybe I should consider.
1: Yeah, you know, on the self awareness part. Uh, see I've met with so many women who have um, who they want a family they want to get pregnant and they have some underlying blocks they have some Mm. emotional or energetic or mental blocks like fear okay like it could be something to do with their work so okay when I get pregnant I have to give up this career or someone else will come and take my role mm-hmm. and then where will I end up when I come back to the office or back to my job Yeah, or maybe they run a business and they don't know how they're going to navigate that. Right. Um, or they, they've tried so many times to get pregnant and they feel disappointed every time and they haven't, and then going into the next conception attempt, there's a lot of fear in the body to, go through, to have to go through that grief or that loss again. So a lot of women need to take some time to understand what's really going on underneath the surface for themselves to remove those blocks so that there's a clear path meaning your, basically your mind and your heart are in alignment mm, that's around nice your fertility. Yeah, yeah. because if your brain is telling you something and you feel a different feeling, your brain's always gonna try to make itself right. So we wanna harmonize and really get into the feeling and have make sure that the thoughts around your experience are aligned. It makes a huge difference to the yeah. stress level and the hormonal balance. Like literally hormones change with our thoughts, with yes. feelings, feeling, right? It, it can make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: so glad you said that because it's funny, people think of hormones as something you measure, if it's too low, you introduce more. Yes. If it's too high, you know, you try and, so you're yeah. trying to manipulate the hormones themselves, but we forget how complex the human body is, how yes. it's this yes. feedback mechanism. Our yes. thoughts are so yes. powerful. We don't, we don't give enough credit. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it, you know, the other thing too with fertility I find really interesting from a community standpoint, is that you're literally helping the community from the ground up, which is yes. really cool, I think. Yes, yes, I love that. Amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, tell so me beautiful. about this new clinic. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wish I could show, maybe I'll take some shots like outside and yeah. so forth, but I mean, this is, you could sort of see, it. three rustic and (laughs) it has that old feel but Mm -hmm. is it old or is it just an illusion because you can hear the construction in the back I wanted to to show that it's that's where
1: the the house of vibrations today yeah um so yeah the basement is currently being renovated that's what it is yes um so this building is old it is and renovation is new so I love this building this building is absolutely gorgeous it has such a warm and welcoming and elegant feel to it. I love the high ceilings. It just, it makes me feel like I can, I feel inspired. I feel like I'm lifting. Yeah, yeah, that's what
0: and we've just been about a month in practice here
1: and, and everyone is, is responding similarly. So that I feel right. thrilled about that because I wanted to have a space where I felt well because I knew that if I felt well, my patients would feel well when they entered the space and have that hopefulness and have that inspiration. Uh, the building was built in 1909 wow. as a nurses' residence, oh, so okay. a home for nurses who had who would work in the infirmary, which was uh, which was on on the site. Okay. As well, so and there were. Uh,
0: okay. That's recording. It's not for some reason,
1: but yeah. Uh, yeah. So the building the building is old. It was built in 1909. It was funded by a five thousand dollar bequeathment from a woman's will. A wow. woman who, who I believe lived locally. And she she said, take this money and build a nurse's home for the infirmary. And we are now we we're now in the same kind of neighborhood. We have the general hospitals right here too. It's a very health focused. We have the homewood noticed, on yeah. our street. Um, and this area is known to the people who are sensitive to be a very healing area too yeah and uh, and so it was it had a number of purposes it was it served as an infirmary during the Second World War um, it um, it has been child and family services and that they were the most recent tenant and so a mm-hmm. few years ago the building was, Gutted and it had a few different landlords take over, and now it's owned by Vestera. And so, when, when I came and saw it, I was thrilled because I couldn't believe how beautiful the architecture was. It, it, you have to come and yes. check us out. Yeah, like, it really is. So inside nice. Inside and outside, the yes. outside too is
0: quite nice. It's
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful porch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, we were able to put in uh, really nice sized offices and really have a, like, a sense of warmth and comfort. So, we have the old, like, even the floors are original is it really yes and and we have the new so we have that that really neat balance. combination yeah the balance it's kind of like balancing yin and yang it's yeah like that. Mm-hmm. so
0: I practiced in Markham for about three years or so and it was I mean it was a wonderful experience uh, the clinic had been around for about 30 years mostly mm-hmm. sports oriented mm-hmm. um, and but one of the things I noticed it was owned by a chiropractor A wonderful man, and now it's a a new owner. Well, actually, now he's been owner for quite a few years. They move locations at the old locations, Uh you would walk downstairs, yes, just a few steps. Yes, and I remember my parents telling me, You know, as a naturopathic doctor for naturopathic medicine, it's all about healing, it's all about uplifting. Yeah, you should be walking upstairs, and I never. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's I never neat. clicked it,
0: so I heard you say that and I think yeah. no, absolutely yeah. you, know, you want to walk into a place and yeah. feel that vibrancy right away yeah
1: yeah architecture really
0: matters it does it, it does.
1: does it really does it gives you that feeling
0: yeah it does for sure um because mm-hmm. I know we've touched on a lot of things if there was anybody looking for a naturopathic doctor looking fertility or not um what is something you'd love to say to them something that maybe um and I'm talking about the layperson, the person who's, let's say, imagine somebody walking into a health food store, there's a million products everywhere. Yeah. It's their first time, they're going there because they're trying to take a step in doing something healthy for themselves, but yeah. they don't know what it is. What would be your advice for them in terms of their journey to naturopathic medicine and yeah, where to go from here? I
1: would say congratulations. I would say, you know, follow that awareness follow once your eyes see a truth you can't unsee it and so we're all on a journey of evolution yeah. we're all looking for that better way and if that's you then keep, keep following it until you get to feel satisfied and find the right yeah. fit for you you know you are the leader in your own health you are in charge so you are the consumer of a service you are the consumer of medical care um, you are the selector of what's good for your body, ultimately. Your body has a lot of awareness for you, so continue to follow that. We we, we do make 100% of our decisions on intuition,
0: totally. on emotion.
1: We do. We might think that we're going analysis, left brain, but when it comes to the actual decision, it's always emotional. So trust that, and that's something that I I myself am, have learned through the opening of this clinic you know i said i'm going to work with the people that feel right for me and i'm gonna you know i've stuck to that and it has been so rewarding and i'm gonna i'm gonna decorate it and um you know set it up the way it feels good and why not live your life in a way that feels good and do things because they feel good right that's how you're going to lead yourself to health.
0: There's a quote I love in The Gym I Go To. I forget the exact quote, but something like, um, if there's anything that I've learned over my years of experience, there is no right or wrong with respect to feeling great. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's something. How can people get a hold of you?
1: Through our website it's www.tworivershealth.ca rivershealth.ca TWO Rivers Health.ca.
0: Two Rivers Health, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and our phone number five one nine two six five six nine
0: six. Great. Are you on do you do Instagram? Do you do uh, We are on Facebook. Okay.
1: Yeah, so face Facebook.com slash two health. Great. Um and I'm on Facebook as me.
0: Great. As so Facebook.com
1: slash Oh, gosh. Am I Dr. Sherebati Um
0: I'll link it up as well. Yeah, we
1: can we can link it up. But I don't even know how was, to find me on
0: Facebook. It, it's not your me <laughs> it's, it's actually you responding. Oh, If somebody me. has a question. It's <laughs>
1: me. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Yes. Great. In the flesh. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Thank you so much for this, Liz. It's oh, so great catching so up. Oh, so It's Robert. Yes. Thank you. It was, was fun.
1: Amazing. Yes. It was fun, right? Yes.
0: This is, this is kind of... And I hope this will be sort of an evolving process where um, I think over time... Maybe people will let me know more and more what they want to see, but people don't know. You know, they're, they're, they they hear about naturopathic doctors, they hear about naturopathic medicine. If they go to our website, it's just it's like a contract. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very this is TCM and this is this. I look and at the
1: OAND or the CND. It's like
0: or the Kono. It's like top yeah. photography of people wearing white coats. Yeah, and I. <laughs>